You are Locked On Celtics, your daily Celtics podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm so, I'm so hyped right now. Anything's possible. Oh, my mama. Oh, my mama made it, ma. Anything's possible. Rainy days. Jump shot, fade away. This is the best Celtics podcast day to day. I get excited about it like when Tatum play a Jalen on the breakaway, a Kyrie when he make a trade, and nothing like the terrible analysts on the TV. So in depth that after you play it, you gotta repeat. So in depth they might do an hour about the D League. So in depth you probably should pay him, but it's a freebie. Yeah, Corrales, Packard, and J. King locked on trying to get the 18th ring. And well wishes go to Gordon. Listen, after every game is very important, Millie. Hey there, welcome back to the Locked On Celtics Podcast here on the Locked On Podcast Network. Thank you for making us part of your daily routine. The daily podcasts are back Monday through Friday. We're here getting you through media day. We are the entire Rain and Jays crew. Not only are we daily, we're tripoding. And it's me, John Corrales, Sam Jam Packard, Samuel Jamison Packard III, if I may be correct. Uh, thank and you. And Jay King of The Athletic, which today has like 42 new writers. Uh, that's, Subscribe, people. You guys are taking over the world. That's that's the plan. Yeah, world domination. I woke, I only knew about like half those hires. And so when I, when I saw the news on Twitter today, I was like, holy God. Yeah. The biggest upset of the day is that Chris Forsberg announced that he was leaving ESPN and it was not for The Athletic. Which is shocking. When somebody announces they're changing jobs and it's not to the athletic nowadays, it's, oh, okay. But impressive new roster there. So, nice. Squad. Congratulations. Squad up. You get the squad. New teammates. Uh, so, that's good. All right. Speaking of new teammates, actually not many new teammates on the Boston Celtics. Today they went through media day, which is, uh, as Jay, Jay, do you care to describe media day like you described it to us before the show? Uh, sure. Yeah, I would love to describe Media Day. Any, yeah, anything, that was a great metaphor. I, I would love to just talk more about Media Day. It's my favorite day of the world. Um, no, so, so the summer as a basketball writer is like just nothing's going on. And so so in the Media Day, just everything's going on. So the way I describe it is during the summer, the off season, you're just kind of sticking your tongue out, trying trying to get, trying to get as, as much rain as you can and and just – you're thirsty as hell and then media day arrives and you just drown in so much water <laughs> and every single thing all arrives at the same time. And you're like, Oh, I can't write about all this, but I want to write about all this. <laughs> there <laughs> is a lot. There is. And a I lot. have to do so much damn transcribing and that's and the then, worst part. That's gotta be the worst part. The transcribing. There are people doing videos and Celtics.com has everybody in and it's like, what are they saying to Celtics.com? I've got to stay up on that. And it turns into drowning. So well, I drown once a year, every year on media day and I barely survived it, but, but here I am. You're here on the podcast. We're here to talk Ready? about it. Your head stays above water, Jay. And we're going to talk about this. Let's start. So here's the lineup today. Uh, Marcus Smart with an amazing and a, a, a much better analogy, but uh, talking about basketball as a solace and a kind of sanctuary. Uh, Marcus Morris giving himself and the bench the best nickname, uh, instantly accepted great nickname. 
uh, and being very Mook-like. And we'll start with Kyrie Irving, who took basically every opportunity today to dash the hopes of Knicks fans, just stomp on their hopes and dreams and say, yeah, uh, I'm going to stay, stay with the Boston Celtics. Why wouldn't I? In fact, before we start talking about it, let's listen to him. This is from Celtics.com, him talking about uh, being with Boston long term. You know, I just really thought it was important to make sure it's known that, you know, this this franchise is is really built for the next few years of being at the top tier of teams in the league. And um, who wouldn't want to be a part of that? I mean, you know, what more could you ask for from an organization to really elevate your game? And, um, you know, when you're on the long when you want to be on the long, those same lines, lame lineage of greatness of guys that have come before you. I mean, you know, there are times where I think about having number 11 in the Raptors, hopefully one day. And I mean, that's a dream, you know, so why not? You know, it wasn't so much coming out, but, you know, it's the truth. Mm-hmm. I feel that way about my teammates. I feel that way about this organization. So looking forward to the challenge this year. All right, fellas, basically that's it. He, he pictures his number in the rafters. He is looking at this as a, a long-term thing. He sees this as a, a team that's going to be at the top from years to come. It it's, couldn't be any clearer. And knowing that, things there is a, a, pers- a small percentage of things that can change between now and when he does actually get to sign a contract it's pretty obvious he wants to stay here and if he gets that max contract from the Celtics he's probably going to stay in Boston long term yeah I thought the most interesting comment Kyrie said and I'm literally tweeting a link to my story on the athletic right now shout out to to me please please go that p.m. bump Solid plug. Um, but the most interesting thing to me that he said was that he wasn't always happy last year and that he thought a lot uh, that, that there were a lot of distractions for him. And he said it's scary to think um, what what he could do now that he's like happy and at peace. And he said he was. He used to get nervous to talk to the media sometimes because he wasn't sure what questions they would ask. And it all seems like it was just a lot for him when he requested a trade from the Cavaliers. And he was suddenly at like the center of the sports world for everything he didn't want to talk about, whether it was his relationship with LeBron James or what happened, what the hell happened in Cleveland that forced him to leave. And it was something he didn't want to talk about, but he had to talk about it every single day for a while. And was always asked about LeBron, was always asked about the Cavs. And it was kind of a story that followed him. And it, rightfully so, like when you request a trade from the one of the best team in the Eastern Conference and from the best player in this generation, obviously you're going to get asked about it. But I just thought it was really interesting, like that he seems in a great peace of mind and that he kind of admitted that he wasn't always happy last year. And now he's. He's kind of professionally happy and interested to see what happens now that that he does have that piece. Um, I thought that was really fascinating. It was just a small window into Kyrie and it was just a small window into his the way he feels about the Celtics organization, which he couldn't have been much more positive about. But uh, I thought that that was a piece that we haven't really heard from him a lot um, and kind of makes sense because everything's quieted down now after kind of a tumultuous time from dating back to when he was in Cleveland to last year when he was still dealing with kind of the wake of of, of that wave. 
and he talked about how, like, last year, every single time he talked to the press, it was obviously they're going to ask him about the trade. And now this year, he's already getting questions about free agency. And, like, I think, like, the best way to stop all of those questions is kind of come out and do exactly what he's done and frame it in a way so, like, the, the free agency question, even though he still could leave at the end of the year just because it's the NBA and crazy things happen, but if he just comes out and is super positive uh, and talks about how he wants to build something with the Celtics moving forward and wants to see his name in the Raptors, that free agency question just no longer becomes a thing and he can actually focus on basketball and being happy. So I think it's like, it's one, he actually has the opportunity to be like more joyous and like bring joy to like to work every day with him. But by kind of talking about his future in Boston, he no longer has to answer the same kind of the free agency question as much and can just focus on basketball. So I think just from a media strategy, it, I think it was, it's smart of Kyrie to um, kind of put those thoughts out there and his, his interview, his scrum with the media, actually you could sense like how he was way more relieved. There's points last year where he was just kind of being interviewed and he seemed kind of annoyed uh, that he had to go through all the different LeBron questions. But here um, you like you, you felt the happiness in the room. And so I, I mean, I was sitting right next to Jay, and we, we talked about this right after it happened, so I'm not surprised that we have the same uh, same kind of thoughts about it. But that was one of the more noteworthy things uh, from, I guess, the whole day today. Well, when he says flat out that, first of all, I think when he's talking about being at peace, that peaceful part of it, that uh, he goes along with the, the comfort, that all of that theme, that theme is I'm happy i'm comfortable i'm at peace i'm ready like this is this is uh, like a next page and the progression of going from i'm not happy in cleveland to i'm happy in boston people think that things happen like instantly like okay i'm out of cleveland boom i'm happy i'm done there is that upheaval and so to hear him talk about that is a little bit enlightening and yeah, I, I think that's a great point that to put a lot of this behind him and now he can just talk about basketball. When something happens on the court, he can talk about what happened on the court. Uh, it's great that he has the same teammates for the most part because he's not learning anything new necessarily. He's building on things that they already know and he feels better. His knee feels better. It's it's a pretty solid place for him to be. He's it, of course it's a contract year, but I can't imagine a better scenario for Kyrie Irving. And we spent all summer looking at well he's he's a little bit different. He he thinks differently, and we're trying to look for different signs and this and that. But we we just kept thinking, how can you leave this? And it's it's great from a Boston perspective to to hear him say. Boston is the place for me. How can I leave this? How could I leave this? And so I think one thing that it makes me feel good about is he, he is capable of very uh, cogent, linear thought. Like, yeah, this makes total sense. It's where the most money is. It's where the best team is. It's, it's where the best situation is. How could you leave this? And it's nice to hear him say that, that same thing. The Celtics were all very, very excited about their pickup games as well. There was a lot of a lot of discussion about pickup basketball, but shocking news here: Brad Stevens not the biggest fan of pickup basketball. He doesn't. 
He doesn't want bad habits to start. He doesn't want bad habits to start. He doesn't want anybody to skip steps. No skipping steps. That was that was probably the biggest theme of. That of, that was a huge theme. They are definitely eating whatever Brad Stevens is feeding them. Every single player felt like they had talked about. Oh yeah, we have a lot of expectations, but we got to put the work in. I think every single player responded about how they still need to do the work. Like they still have a lot of work to go. Brad has been. Uh, I'm pretty sure I've just been talking to them the entire time they've been, any players have been in the facility is talking about, this is the work we need to do to, if we want to be a chap, like a championship level and like we have championship expectations, but that you got to put the work in. And the Celtics, you can always hear, some players are a little bit better than others, but you can always hear kind of echoes of Brad Stevens when they're responding to the media questions. And it feels like that's definitely been a point of emphasis uh, is just the work they have to put in if they want to get where they want to go. So, um, that's clearly a point of emphasis, and every single player felt like said, "Well, we got to put the work in if we want to be as good as everyone thinks we are." They did not skip the step about not skipping steps. <laughs> That's meta. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, it, it's very, very Patriots-like in that when Brad Stevens says something, they all kind of echo. It's like the Patriots all echo. Uh, Bill Belichick, you know, when a guy's in control, you know, when the coach has the players minds, when he says something and they're all repeating it and they're all it's when you talk about the cliche, let's be on the same page. This is it. This is what you're looking at. They're all on the same page. They all can say they're all saying the same thing. They're all saying the right thing. And it starts at the top, you know, Brad Stevens, classic. Kaizen, not too high, not too low, and they're all they're they're all buying in, which is we know that they're all buying in. There was never any question, but it's just kind of fun to have everybody back at the same time and hearing it all over again that they're all they're all buying in. Uh, before we move on to the next guy who is buying in in Marcus Morris, I do want to remind everybody that the Locked On Podcast Network is expanding, and we are recording during an NFL game. Uh, the the first of all, Locked On Patriots. If you want reaction to a disappointing loss, if you're a Patriots fan and you want to kind of get a big breakdown as to why they are now one and two, go to Locked On. Patriots and subscribe to the Lockdown Patriots. And there's in the entire Lockdown NFL network. It's as big now as Lockdown NBA. NBA is where our bread uh, has been buttered, but now NFL is right there with us. And Lockdown NFL is becoming everyone's daily, favorite daily national NFL podcast. Monday, it's the local experts with the biggest stories of the week. Tuesdays, former NFL uh, quarterback Sage Rosenfels joins Matt Williamson. Wednesdays, Mike Renner of Pro Football Focus. Thursdays, it's Mike Sando of ESPN, and Friday, get Matt's picks. So uh, subscribe to the Locked On NFL podcast or the podcast of your favorite NFL team wherever you get your podcasts. Marcus Morris. Marcus Morris Sr. Which was Marcus Morris Sr. That was uh, that was great. He's If you don't know what we're talking about, he was walking around today with a Morris Sr. jersey. Because he's got a little kid now, and that's Marcus Morris Jr. So, and he's very proud of it. He ended his entire media availability by uh, just letting everyone know he had a son this off season. Yes, he's very very happy to have a son, and he he spent the first half of his interview with Celtics.com talking about uh, the challenges of having the kid and uh, not getting any sleep, but. 
He also understands that he needs to get his sleep. The other thing he understands is that he is coming off the bench. He knows what he's going to be, what he means to this team. He said flat out that he needs to be uh, better defensively. He worked this offseason on being a better two-way player because he knows that the Celtics are going to score a lot of points, and he's going to be the guy that needs to play better defense to fill a critical role for this Boston Celtics team. Here's what he said about that and the bench's nickname. Uh, my impact is, you know, every day coming in with my hard hat on, you know, being 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 who I am. You know, at the end of the day, uh, we all know what that is. So, you know, just continue to, you know, be the best teammate I can be and, you know, starting to coming off the bench. It is what it is. Uh, you know, I call this BWA, this bench with attitude. You know what I, mean? <laughs> I like so that. We're going to be, a, you know, a, a force to reckon with. B. W-A, bench with attitude. Big hit on Twitter. Everybody loves it. Do you guys, are you guys in on that? I'm all in. I'm all in. I also liked him tweeting B-W-A with no reference yes. to what he was talking about. And so a lot of people just had no clue what he was saying on Twitter unless they had previously <laughs> saw the tweets about his nickname. So I'm all in on B-W-A. Marcus Smart, Terry Rozier, Marcus Morris, Aaron Baines. Tice, everybody. I think that's a, that's just a great nickname. I love it. It's perfect. There's five guys on the bench, five guys in NWA. You can make different. Uh, which one is Ice Cube? Which one's Easy E? I don't know. I haven't fully thought it through yet, but uh, I'm sure we'll figure that out as it's going. The memes started popping immediately. You started getting uh, different album covers with different photoshops. It's fantastic, and I think it's it's true. Like the 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 first picture came out of the starting lineup and everyone went crazy and started saying inappropriate things about their pants and and things of that nature but i think the bench is really like where the heart of this team is in terms of their their toughness as i mean mostly because they have marcus smart on it but marcus morris is going to be a huge part of that and we have talked about this in the in the offseason the celtics bench unit i think could make the playoffs in the east this called year. call it bench with attitude don't call it bench unit the bench with attitude can make the playoffs in the East this year. And they have a lot of the toughness and the grittiness. Um, and like we just mentioned the first five guys that doesn't even include Shemi Ojale or, uh, Robert Williams or any of, um, Gershon Yabuselli, Wanamaker, all guys who I think could like make a, a somewhat of an impact. They're incredibly deep, but those first five guys, um, and I'm putting Tyson there and Baines, uh, they're tough as hell. And so, BWA is perfect, and I really think they're going to have a, a huge impact this year, maybe in reduced minutes. And I think that's something that uh, interesting point that, um, and it was nice to see Mook say this, is that he knows that there's going to be a lot of different things. Uh, like he's going to probably have to play a reduced role, but it's all about winning. And if if they end up winning a championship, everyone's going to like get their money and kind of prosper from that. Everybody uh, getting paid. Exactly. I, it was that his exact quote, Jay? I know you transcribed it. <laughs> that, that was not his exact quote, but it might as well have been. <laughs> yes, everybody gets paid when the team wins, and that's it. That's, you got to go out there and win. I think for Marcus Morris, he probably understands that he's not likely to come back, or maybe he doesn't care, but if anybody is going to make money, uh, it's going to be by accepting your role, 
not making a big deal of it, and going out there and doing it to the best of your ability. And then this way, when he goes into the summer and negotiates, everybody can look at him and say, you know what, he had an opportunity. He's the one guy all three of us have talked about and said, I wonder how he's going to handle this. If he can go out this this year, take fewer shots, not be disruptive, and and take shots that shouldn't go to hit, should he, and disrupt the offense, if he can play his role and be a key player, do the things he's talking about defensively, then he can go into free agency and say, "See, look, I can be I can be a, the good soldier. I can still be the bully off the bench, which he called himself again the bully uh, today." And but I can go out and be part of this team and you don't have to worry about me being disruptive, which for him personally is important. And it's very important to the team. Facts. He was uh, the most entertaining interview in all of all of media day. Uh, it was a pretty bland media day. Uh, Jay King just said he got drowned. He got drowned in boring interviews. But I think Mook was the shining moment other than um, hearing Aaron Baines say the word Gordon. And when Robert Williams wanted to drink the Gatorade that was there for promotional purposes. And <laughs> and also when Aaron Baines is like, yeah, I've seen nothing but commitment from Robert Williams. And he's like, eh, maybe not from day one, but, <laughs> but from day two. <laughs> oh. And there you go. That was the media day highlights. Yeah. Those, that was it. Well, they All the fun stuff was going on where the media wasn't. They cramped us all in a giant room. It's going to be a media circus this entire year. With championship expectations comes all, like, the people who are not normally on the beat. And I've, I have a feeling that the Celtics media room is going to be packed all season long. Probably. Goddamn God that. <laughs> well, I love that I can be a, a, a media elitist now that I've done it, like, a, a couple years. I can start talking about the other media members that I can look down upon. <laughs> sure. That feels good. Yeah. Being on a high horse is always fun. Look, you're, you're higher up. Gotta yeah. be on the high horse. Better view up there. Sure. I mean, come on. If you can't be on a high horse, what's the point? What's the point of even being on a horse? I don't Facts. know, man. I'm kind of scared of horses. Wait, you are? I'm saying that now. I realize I've never really been around a horse, but I don't think <laughs> I'd like it. <laughs> All right. Well, we'll figure that out. We'll find a way to test that theory. Uh, <laughs> Please don't. I'm scared. I don't want to. <laughs> Uh, let's move on before we do that. Uh, I do want to remind everybody that the Locked On NBA podcast, we never went away this season. I am part of the Locked On NBA. I do the Wednesday show. We're here for you Monday through Friday, Locked On NBA. And we were there for you. The only podcast that had been daily. There are a couple of them out there, but they did not stay daily during the off season. We did. So make sure that you subscribe to the Locked On NBA podcast. It's your daily national NBA podcast. Monday, it's the local experts on the biggest stories, and then stay with Locked On NBA all week long. We give you 30 minutes on everything going on in the NBA. Again, my day's Wednesday, so you get an extra podcast out of me uh, with Jake Madison of Locked On Pelicans. It's always a good time. Follow us there for free at Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or tell your smart speaker to play podcast Locked On NBA. Before we go, want to bring this up because it's an absolutely uh, amazing quote out of Marcus Smart. Uh, before we play it, uh, this is, we've talked a little bit about Marcus Smart losing his mom to cancer. Uh, can you guys talk about the, cause I wasn't in the room with Marcus Smart, uh, kind of his 
feeling attitude is just his demeanor because this is pretty fresh before we play the, the quote i just want to get a sense of how he was around the team around the media today marcus smart like i've seen he gets emotional he says really emotional things and he kind of does it while staying steady um and I, I don't know if that's the best description of it, but so he, he's always been very open talking about his mother, how much he loves his mother. And now that she passed away very recently, um, how much he misses his mother and how hard it is for him. But he's always done it. He's always talked about that, like with a kind of steady demeanor. Um, so it's not like he's sitting there crying. You can tell how much he means every word. And how much he wants to kind of honor the memory of his mother and and kind of share with everyone how much he loves his mother. But it's not like he's like losing control emotional emotionally. He's just very steady about it. I don't know if that description makes sense, Sam. Yeah, no, he wasn't like he didn't look like someone who was shook up or and he wasn't overly maudlin or emotional. It was very much. I couldn't sense too much of a difference in his his demeanor, but the, like the the quote that we're about to play was is um, it was just fascinating to hear, and it was like a really um, intense and really a, like an impactful statement. But I didn't think he was too too much different. It's just he was he was very serious in his words, but not like it wasn't it wasn't like everyone had to like listen in or crowd around. It was just like this is Marcus Smart. He's being exactly who Marcus Smart is. And it's like sometimes he's intense, but then we also got like the great meme of him saying, "I I add value wearing those goofy shades." So it's not like this is a it's something that's completely I guess changed his entire persona, but um, it still wasn't a, a, like an amazing quote to hear, kind of a, how he sees basketball, um, kind of what well, like when he's dealing with such a kind of tumultuous part of his life right now. Let's go ahead and play that so people can hear what we're talking about. A lot of people have heard me say this and explain it this way. Uh, I look at basketball as like a storm, but it's the eye of the storm, you know, and it's a tornado or something like that. The commonest place of it is to be right in the middle, the eye of it. And that's what basketball is for me. It's my eye and why everything else around me is going on, the distraction, the, the, um, the, the destruction and things like that. Basketball keeps me calm. And... That's probably why I go out and, you know, you see me dive on the floor or <laughs> take a charge or throw my body this way and give it everything I have because I know and I understand that, you know, any day could be my last day. And if it was, would I be proud of what I've accomplished in that time here? And, and you know, um, God has blessed me with the ability to go out there and play the game that I love to play. And I don't want to, you know, make him regret that or, or <clears throat> feel any regret about it. So I go out there every day and play like it's my last. Okay, I, I can relate. I know I'm sure you guys can. Uh, and I've talked about it after uh, Isaiah Thomas played in a playoff game when his he lost his sister. Uh, there's There is this thing about being on a basketball court for, for people who it's, it's not like that for everybody. For different people have different places where they go for this, but I've been there. I've, you know, when I've had some of my darkest moments, when I've, when I've had some of my worst moments in life, what I've done is I've 
put my sneakers on, grab the basketball, and I found the first empty court I could find. And it's, to me, the being on an empty court and just getting some shots up and just there's a, there's a calmness to it. So I get what he's saying. Like just, that when, when you know that's where you belong, being where you belong at the worst moments makes you feel great. Uh, even though he was surrounded by media, I think being where he belongs is, is a good way for him to kind of be grounded, not only, not only with basketball, but you know, his friends and his teammates, but yeah, that, that's a, that's a place for any, any basketball player, I think feels the same way that you're, when you have that, that moment to get out there and just shoot some shots and be, be in a peaceful kind of place, it, it's worth doing. And, and you find that, that solace, like you said, the eye of the storm. Okay. We're going to leave it at that. Uh, I want to thank everybody for listening to the media day edition we're doing this on Monday night, Tuesday, basketball returns. The guys will be practicing. So when the media assembles at the new practice facility, we'll be talking about basketball and things that happened on the court and things that they need to improve on. So be sure to subscribe because we're back to our daily grind. Search for us, Locked On Celtics, wherever podcasts exist. If you do uh, subscribe, give us that five-star rating. Leave us a good review. It really helps us out a lot and i mean that legitimately really really helps us out a lot so uh do that and share tell everybody to listen to the locked on celtics podcast here on the locked on podcast network